Welcome to Metanerdia, a podcast where three former co-workers and friends nerd out on pop culture. Season 1's focus will be Amazon's Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, an adaptation of J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings prequel, The Silmarillion. So first of all, some introductions. I'm Ryan, one of your hosts. And I am a student of theology, studying theology at the graduate level. I've been a fan of Tolkien since high school when the Lord of the Rings came out. My first introduction was the movies, but then I quickly read through the book and then later on read through the Silmarillion. Uh, That's a little bit about me, Andrew. Hey, I'm Andrew. Uh, I uh, have been a huge Lord of the Rings fan ever since the Fellowship of the Ring uh, came out. I had the VHS tape. It was actually on two tapes, the extended edition. I watched it, I don't know how many times. Um, I can quote a lot of the movies. Uh, read the books this uh, earlier this year. And um, yeah, just a big Lord of the Rings fan. All right. And Jesse, bring us home. Uh, yeah. So my name is Jesse, and my limited experience compared to Ryan and Andrew of Lord of the Rings is just the movies. I tried reading the books, but I was really bored by attempting to read them. I got through the Fellowship of the Ring and could not finish the series because I just didn't care for the writing. The movies, however, I love those. I remember seeing the Fellowship of the Ring when I was in sixth grade with my dad and not realizing that it was going to not end with them destroying the ring and being so like blown away because I had never seen anything like that up to that point where a movie didn't finish within one movie so I'm excited to talk about rings of power because film tv that's definitely my ideal way to consume things that's actually alludes to why uh why three of us have gathered we each think we bring a a different element so I'd like to think that I'm perhaps maybe the most on the nerdy side of things, the academic about this whole enterprise. You are. Uh, I, yes. Yeah, I read the books. I read the, I read the uh, appendices at the end of the book. I read the Silmarillion. Uh, I've, I've taken, uh, I'm actually going to be taking a class where where Tolkien is discussed. Um, so that's kind of my entryway. I like thinking through uh, his work and how it's been brought to popular media and attention, and and uh, what people think about it. I'm, I'm also a huge fan of how Peter Jackson, in particular. Um, brought it to life because it wasn't the first time that his work was brought, that Tolkien's work was brought into media. There's like these hilarious, a little bit campy, but endearing animated Tolkien uh, Lord of the Rings series. Have you seen any, either of you seen these, the animated ones? No. I've seen well, small clips on like YouTube and they look so cringy. They look so yeah, bad. It, it's, <laughs> there's like, well, Tolkien, he had a lot of song lyrics in his uh, poetry and songs in his work. And so, the animated version uh, brings attempts to bring some of those to life. Uh, and, yeah, let's just say it's not always to the best effect. Um, so, yeah, so I, I enjoyed uh, reading through some of the culture and the history. Uh, I loved the maps. Tolkien was huge on, on maps, so I would pour over the maps and try to understand where the characters were going. And, and so, yeah, I, I just enjoyed So that's my kind of – what I hope to contribute is a uh, more the – what am I reading about this? What are some of the nerdy aspects in that regard? Andrew, what do you see yourself as – in terms of contri- contributing, what is it that you do here, Andrew? <laughs> I'm good with people. <laughs> so as uh, um, I think, yeah, I don't have as much of the uh, knowledge about all of the Lord of the Rings as you do, Ryan. 
you talked about the maps that is uh not as interesting to me um <laughs> but i do i really like the hobbit um uh, the book i've read it a couple of times uh the movies were so so um but the lord of the rings movies i love um and i really enjoyed reading the books um and kind of seeing you you mentioned about peter jackson's adaptation and um just as i read the books to be able to see like oh wow peter jackson really did this kind of exactly the same as the books and oh he took this one line from this part of the book and he put it in a different part of the movie but it worked out really well in both um so i love for lord of the rings um but also just kind of like jesse a big fan of uh movies and tv um we talk about it on a daily basis at work and uh, now we can talk about it on here as well so if any of our current or former employers are listening to this this is this is not being recorded on work time so <laughs> don't fire us because of this please and Jesse, what what do you think your your uh, contrib what's what's your kind of angle your take on this? You mentioned that you're the least bookish of us, uh, but you're you're pretty widely. I mean, your media consumption is probably the most diverse between Andrew and I. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's so kind. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm just excited to see it as a whole. So there's been a lot of interesting news about Rings of Power. I don't know if either of you have seen this, as far as. It being greenlit essentially because Jeff Bezos is a huge fan of Tolkien. Um, And a lot of people online have been having issues with the fact that it's this huge corporation doing something that's so beloved. Um, And there's, I forget what exactly um, the terminology is, but they're essentially worried that they're going to... um, What's, what's a good word for it? Like, well, like prostitute it, essentially. It, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Turn it into a Hollywood did, version, get a bunch of executives around a table, and right. just try to did, milk it for did, all its You're worth worried that they're going to do it for the money instead of for the fandom and the love of it. Exactly, exactly. Which yeah. I guess I agree with, but at the same time, any studio that's going to make this and going to have enough money to put to back this kind of a project that's going to be the case anyway. So I don't have too much of an issue with it. I know there's more going on um, with the narrative and everything, but like that was a big one I saw recently. But as far as what I'll bring to it, um, yeah, again, I saw the movies, love the movies, love the video games. All the Mm. Lord of the Rings games that I've played, whether it was the Two Towers game or um, what was it? What's the one? Ghosts of Mordor? No, Shadow of Mordor. Oh, Shadow, yeah, of Shadow of Mordor. So good. Yeah, so that's my extent, the movies and the games of knowing Lord of the Rings. So I'll be interested to see if, like, I don't know how canon Shadow of Mordor is, but it'll be interesting to see if that's worked in somehow. Did you ever play uh, Lord of the Rings The Third Age? Uh, I played it on the GameCube. Wow, that that is a very old sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Game, game, game. No, I don't think I've ever it, played that. It I, was. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say I had the GameCube, but I had the GameCube like two or three years after it came out, so I didn't get too many games for it. I was a PlayStation kid, so. Okay. That's it. Yeah, it was a little more open. It was more open world than like the Two Towers game was. Um, 
and uh, more kind of turn-based fighting as opposed to just button mashing. But it was good. Nice. So yeah, I mean, and this gets on to a theme of, you know, as Jesse alluded to, uh, Peter Jackson is not part of this Bezos project. So that's one of the big differences with what to expect with Rings of Power. He says this is not the same group of people who worked on Lord of the Rings. So you can classify uh, the the Lord of the Rings, uh, the original trilogy, as made by a super fan. And a, a lot of the cast and people who worked on it were also super fans. Uh, uh, the, the, the actor who played uh, Saruman, a huge fan of Tolkien, um, read it regularly. Uh, and so it, it's going to be interesting to see what how that translates into this adaptation. Uh, well, it's Christopher yeah, Lee, start, right? Christopher yeah. Lee, yeah, it and was he, so he, epic. Talk about a lucky guy. <laughs> he, he gets to he gets to be Count Dooku in the in the Star Wars franchise, and he gets to be yeah. in Lord. I mean, well, he played Dracula yeah. too, right? Yeah, he's got so yeah. many acting yeah. credits. He's got his like three or four different metal albums that he's done or that he did because he passed away, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, it's crazy what he did with his life, and I guess he was like also a secret service with the British military. So yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Absolutely wild. And he's the only person I remember seeing an interview with him where he was the only person on the set of the Lord of the Rings that actually met Tolkien. So wow, that was wow. crazy. But anyways. Tangent. That's what. I, well, that's so, also yeah, that, what I'm bringing. Good. Tangents. Tangents. I think we no, all that's, will that's, bring that's, that. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, that actually leads to what? Who? Who would enjoy? Besides the three of us, who is going to enjoy listening to this? Because we already mentioned that we're coworkers, and part of this we would do around the water cooler and breaks or whatever, just talk about what we were watching, what we'd seen. Uh, so who might also enjoy participating in this little project? Well. Uh, beyond just the Lord of the Rings fans, um, we've already been talking about video games uh, and other um, for other shows and movies. So um, we're while this season is definitely focused on uh, Rings of Power, we're going to be talking about all sorts of shows, movies, books, um, the stuff that we're interested in, and I think a lot of others are are interested in as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be focused on Rings of Power, but uh, it, it's it's going to connect to a lot of things. So I, I would consider myself a fan, but I don't think this is going to get so nerdy on Tolkien that someone who is not familiar with his work would just be like, yeah, this is clearly not for me. This is just, they took a double dose of Tolkien. So I imagine the ideal listener is someone who wants to watch the series or has been watching the series, but it's kind of say, hey, I feel like there's more going on here than I'm aware of. And the chance to listen in on this will give them some insights into uh, what to expect. Jesse, any other insights you'd add to that? It's going to be fun. We're going to have some goofy stuff. So, uh, yeah, so that's kind of a quick round rules on on uh, who we are and uh, what to expect out of this. We'll take turns. I'm, I'm facilitating more of this today, but you'll hear from one or uh, the other of us uh, more often some other times. But um, we talked a little bit about Tolkien and his background and his works. Uh, so if you don't know anything about Tolkien... We're not going to spend a lot of time. There's a lot of great things out there on YouTube. You can just find some great explainers of his life. Movies have been made about him. Uh, there's, there's a great 11-minute uh, looper YouTube clip on watch this before you watch The Rings of Power. So there's really good content out there on how to at least familiarize yourself with Middle Earth, Tolkien's work, if you're, you're wanting to have some point of entry. So I won't, I won't really dive in 
too much unless either of you want to talk a little bit about Tolkien himself and his work. I feel like there's just so much content out there that you could watch and absorb in other ways that to do that here would probably be a bit, I don't know, redundant. Yeah, let's okay. let's talk about what we think we're going to see in Rings I of Power. I think so, too. So, uh, and, then we'll, and then I think I'd like to talk about that, and then maybe some controversy, like not just what to expect, but what are some of the things that we've heard or read about this series that's causing a little bit of a, of a stir? I know we've talked a little bit about some fears around, will this become too... Um, become too, you know, appeal to the masses and the storyline will be watered down, uh, will stay true to kind of Tolkien's work, etc. So yeah, it'd be, let's talk about kind of what to expect. Uh, I read The Silmarillion uh, a couple years after reading Lord of the Rings, and I'd been told, that, oh, it reads like a history book. It's, it's, uh, it, it had been described to me as kind of hard to get through. But when I finally read it for the first time, uh, I loved it. I found it amazing and actually helped me appreciate Lord of the Rings even more. So Rings of Power is taken out of this same time period. It predates uh, Lord of the Rings by quite a significant amount of time. There is so much packed into the Silmarillion that you could create multiple, multiple Amazon series, Netflix series, movies, etc. This is hopefully, I think, a cash cow. (laughs) I think think Amazon is kind of, and Bezos is betting on this being a cash cow. I'm I'm not sure if they're aiming for Marvel Universe type of franchise, but there is tons of content in here. So uh, what to expect out of the Rings of Power is kind of prequel-esque, but it's not going to be a direct line between, oh, and here's Aragorn as a baby. What was he up to? <laughs> We're talking several thousands of years. Uh, we see, do, we do see Galadriel. We'll get into that later. So kind of my my uh, my uh, contribution here and what to expect is, you know, think prequel, um, as you might have heard in the Lord of the Rings movies, talks about middle earth and being in the third age and there's different ages and they end and begin at different you know kind of cataclysmic events so this is an age that predates the events of the lord of the Rings. so you cannot kind of expect uh that difference in the historical narrative and perspective of uh the rings of power and as you might remember it's my little nerdy moment the beginning of the lord of the rings movie you you hear uh i think it's it's galadriel's voice yes reading uh the the what the rings of power are and it says uh three for for the elves um nine i'm gonna get this wrong seven for the dwarfs nine for for humans for men uh, and then one ring to rule them all so rings of power is alluding to all these rings that sauron created uh ultimately in order to exert his influence and power over all of the races of middle earth so that's that, that's kind of a quick reference. But again, I'm not going to go too much into that. Just know there's a lot of good explainer stuff out there. But if you're new to this franchise, you what? Why Lord of the Rings Rings of Power? Does does this have to do with the One Ring? Uh, what characters can we expect to see? Yes, you can expect. I think you can expect Sauron to show up. I think you, in in a in a form before you see him in Lord of the Rings, as well as a Gladriel and maybe a few other familiar uh, faces and names from the uh, the Lord of the Rings uh, movies. Uh, but uh, again, this predates by several thousands of years, so you're not going to see, you're not going to see, you know, Bilbo's not going to be hanging out at the prancing pony or anything like that. So that that's my quick take on what to expect, more from a narrative story uh, side of things. So a- Andrew or Jesse, what do you have to add? I don't know what I'm going to see. I don't know much be beyond the uh, whatever age it is that takes where uh, the Lord of the Rings takes place. Um, but I am excited to see like the background because I don't know some of the characters I'm sure we'll know because uh, I know they've been around for quite some time. Um, I don't know. Are we going to see a long, young Sauron? Like 
what's he look like? Is he like angsty? Is he in his teen teenage years? <laughs> <laughs> is he just really mad and just? I mean, he's always really mad, right? But is it just like confused anger, and then it becomes more channeled and more driven, or is it just like he's a happy guy? I don't know. I'm, I'm picturing Anakin see. Skywalker, a la Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Keep him away from sand. <laughs> yeah, he does hate. I was gonna say, yeah, he does hate sand. That's only he holds in common um but uh yeah i mean we're reaching an age where a lot of franchises certain books and were deemed unfilmable not not that long ago maybe 10 20 years ago there's certain things you'd never be able to film that we just don't have the technology we just don't have that and now we're in an age where we can so the rings of power we are at a point where we have the technology we have the ability to tell these stories in a fascinating way so it'll be interesting to see how they bring some of the events, the fantastic you know events of uh, th- that were contained in the Silmarillion uh, onto the screen, see what that looks like. Yeah, Andrew, any any ideas or projections on kind of what to expect out of Rings of Power? Uh, well, I guess I'm like Jesse. I don't exactly know what to expect, but some of the things that I'm excited about, um, as you guys have alluded to, um, I'm excited to see a few people that we have seen before, like Galadriel maybe Elrond. Uh, I am really excited if we get some sort of, I don't know, origin story. That's not the right term exactly, but young Sauron as he's uh, working his way to power. Um, I saw a Balrog in the trailer, uh, and those are always fun. Um, And I'm just interested to see some new characters. Uh, I'm a big Star Wars fan, but I get a little bit tired of watching the Skywalkers on Tatooine and would love to, you know, it's a whole galaxy and uh, there's a lot of stories there that they can do and they have a little bit, um, but I'm looking forward to seeing some new people um, and maybe some new places. And um, I think that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm excited to see the world actually build a little bit. Uh, because going back to your point about Star Wars, Andrew. Also, I'm watching the trailer that came out at the end of July. I didn't know there was a new trailer, so I'm watching at the same time um, talking about this. But I feel like Star Wars is supposed to be in a massive galaxy, multiple planets, but it just feels so small. Um, yep. And it's just one family like ruining the galaxy. So I'm hoping this <laughs> kind of expands a little bit more. Um, and it kind of looks like they are just from the trailers. Cause like, I don't know. I know it all ties into the ring rings, but, um, it just looks really great as far as like the story it's trying to tell, um, and everything happening and like, who's this little kid that just got grabbed by the arm? Is that a young Siren? I don't know, but, <laughs> oh no, that's him. That looks like him. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sorry. They've been, they've been kind of <laughs> I think I think part of the controversy that's emerged is they've, they've had some quick takes and trailers, but without a lot of backstory. So of course people fill in the rest with their imaginations. So uh, this is, might be a good segue into what are some of the controversies already before even the first episode. Um, you know, there one of them has been the portrayal of some of the characters. Uh, uh, well, Tolkien has different races. You've got humans. You've got Elves, and even among elves, you have different 
kinds of like high elves, etc. Even among, among humans, you have different elements of their background, etc. Uh, like el- um, well, I won't get too much into that right now. But Aragorn has descended from kind of like a like a, a different line of humanity that has longer life, etc. So in Tolkien's universe, he has hobbits. He has lots of different backgrounds. Um, well, on one hand, it seems very open and acceptable to say, yeah, you're going to see lots of different races present. Well, now translate that to the twenty, the, the times we find ourselves in now, and we see one of the characters portrayed, I think, as a dwarf uh, princess, queen, something, but uh, she's black, I think. And I know there's been some controversy around that, around the portrayal of different characters of different ethnic backgrounds, right, ethnic and racial backgrounds today. Have you seen and heard of any of that discussion going on about... Uh, Tolkien or making this work going woke. Sorry. Uh, uh, The Bow Roger showed up. That was sick. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Jesse's Jesse's clearly not been paying attention. I have. I have. (laughs) That was sick. (laughs) There were some really cool scenes in there. But yeah, Black Elves, Black Hobbits, I'm all for it. Um, I've definitely seen that. I mean, I don't know. I don't click on those. They're not uh, clickbaity for me. I know people are just crappy, but I don't want to hear it. So I, I know that's out there. That's out there with anything, whether it's comic books, whether it's novels, whether it's fantasy, whether it's science fiction. I don't know. People don't like seeing colors sometimes. So that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. So that'll, that'll be interesting to see how that how that develops, if people can – Kind of, uh, yeah. People get hung up on this concept and get caught in some of those uh, discussions that I think are kind of pointless, or just just enjoy the story yep. and enjoy watching how it progresses and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see how that discussion uh, continues. But uh, so I think that's one of the things that popped up earlier was some of those conversations mm-hmm. on that. Uh, the other other controversy, there was some awareness that the series brought in a what they called an intimacy coach or consultant which usually is some kind of connection to are they going to have uh, sex scenes in this series, things like that. So that, I think that was part of the concern too. Will this be an attempt to make it more of a Game of Thrones where it goes for sensationalism and gets people attracted to it for uh, reasons outside of the storyline? So I, I saw some of that conversation as well um, leading to the series. But again, not a whole lot of information has been released. And so right now it's just, I think, people making wild accusations or assumptions about what to expect versus just letting the, the series unfold as it will and tell a very interestingly, a very human story through the lenses of elves and dwarfs and hobbits. And uh, I think we definitely can tell we've got, we've got them all in this series. I, I think one thing that will be really interesting uh, that, that could potentially divide fans is um, this could be a good show on its own and or it could be a good or a bad show on its own it also separately could be uh a good or bad show for specifically lord of the rings fans mm, like yep. maybe i'll enjoy the show just as someone who likes tv but maybe yep i won't necessarily enjoy it as much as a fan of the lord of the rings I hope that I'll enjoy it in both ways, uh, but but I'm really interested to see um, what reaction will be and how I'll feel about it in that way. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, sometimes we super fans can bring 
too many of their expectations to a series and end up being yeah. disappointed rather than just enjoying it for for what and, it is. And Amazon paid, I think it was $250 million just for the rights to make a Lord of the Rings show. And then uh, reportedly they're planning five seasons and planning to spend over a billion dollars for this show, which gives me hope that uh, when you're putting that much money in, it will be good. Obviously, that doesn't automatically equate to being good, but hopefully. Reminds me of John Hammond and you know, in Jurassic Park, spared no expense. <laughs> exactly. How'd, how'd that work? How'd that work out <laughs> well, for him? Are you trying to say there are going to be dinosaurs in this show? If there are not, I mean, that's is a debate here. Are Balrogs dinosaurs? <laughs> Let's debate this. I mean, they're scaly. Are they uh, scaly? I feel yes. like they're more fiery than scaly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're dragon-esque, I guess. I mean, well, here, that'll be one of the finer points of discussions. Are Balrogs dragons? Because dragons are in Tolkien's universe, so it's kind of like... But are dragons dinosaurs? Oh, there we go. This is a taxonomy discussion. We should figure this out for sure. This, just stay tuned for this kind of this kind of debate. If, if you want to hear the latest on Balrog versus dinosaur versus dragon, <laughs> this is where you come for that kind of content. So yeah, so that's kind of what to expect. Some of the things we've we've heard and read about. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this is absorbed in popular culture. Uh, Tolkien was a devout Catholic, and uh, unlike Lewis, who wrote the Narnia series with a very kind of explicit uh, Christian worldview and mindset in mind. I won't dive into that too much. Um, Tolkien's Catholicism, you could argue, of course, informs how he sees the whole world, but was it an attempt to be a Trojan horse of sorts to get Catholic themes, Christian themes across the media? I don't know. Those who've read the books and those who have watched the movies, you can clearly see themes that someone of a faith background would connect with. So it'll be interesting to see how that aspect of his work is absorbed in the culture, uh, what ways do the show's uh, bring out some of these themes, so I'll be interested to see how that that plays out and how people uh, react to any spiritual themes. Um, recent research came out uh, about uh, how there's an increasing number of people um, who identify as nuns, no religious preference. But in another study actually showed there's been a marked increase in the number of people who now say, "Well, I'm not religious, but I am spiritual." So we do seem to still have a lot of people who are still very interested in spiritual things, but are hesitant to call themselves religious so it'll be interesting to see with this current cultural moment how do people react to something like rings of power will they react to it as a fun tv show with cool themes and fight scenes or will bezos and amazon's attempt to kind of stick with some of the things that some of the deepest tolkien fans really connect with so that's that's one thing i'll be curious to see how that unfolds and is unpacked is it going to be pure entertainment or will other people connect with it in a in a different way I didn't watch the uh, Game of Thrones series. Uh, I started reading the book, but after uh, after they yeeted a child <laughs> from a window, I was like, I was like, I'm out. I don't need any children yeeting in my life. Uh, but I know that his work is kind of political commentary, right? It's in the it's in this this universe in which there's warring factions, but it's largely kind of thinking through politics, etc. So I'll be interested to see what kind of take that the Rings of Power series has here. Yeah, there's also a. I know you mentioned that you haven't seen uh, Game of Thrones, but there is a new Game of Thrones series coming out, or maybe it did come out this week, or maybe it's coming out next week. I'm not sure, um, but it will be interesting to see like 
what's talked about more, the Rings of Power series or mm-hmm. this kind of similar uh, show that's happening, the Game of Thrones, what is it called, House of the Dragon, where yeah. it's also yeah. a precursor to, or a prequel to uh, Game of Thrones or what happened in the Game of Thrones series. Um, so it'll be interesting to see on like social media or just on other podcasts to hear what people are talking about and what people are liking more. Are they liking rings of power more or are they house of the dragon fans? So that'll be very interesting to see that they're two fantasy heavy hitters kind of going on at the same time. Absolutely. We got a toe to toe. I'm sure there'll be a viewership stats we can report on. <laughs> So anything else we wanted to add before we kind of wrap it up for calling this episode zero, just kind of setting the stage a little bit. I think what to expect from here on out is after each week's episode, we'll kind of unpack it. What scenes did we say that was crazy? Or what did we say, what's going on with this? So just it'll be more focused on each episode and what we learned and then sprinkling in, hey, actually this connects with Tolkien's work here or here's here's how you can make sense of this scene based on what's connected with elsewhere. But yeah, anything else you want to add before we wrap up this uh, this week? I'm good. I'm looking forward to seeing Rings of Power. Sandman's done, so I need something else to watch. Nice. So yeah, let's. We'll end with a quick. What What have you watched and uh, or read lately? And uh, that'll be kind of the end of our episode, just to kind of wrap things up with what other media references or connections might we make. Uh, I'm between semesters, and so I was doing a little bit of fiction reading. So I did. I read a, a history of historical fiction of the Balkan War following a character who uh, was from Croatia. So it's called Island of the World by Patrick O'Brien. Um, so it's, it's interesting book, but I don't know if it has a lot to, to bring to this conversation. Uh, in terms of TV shows, I rewatched the movie Downsizing. Uh, you watched that <laughs> no with Matt gosh. Damon in it? It's a, it's, a, it's a futuristic dystopian world. It's where, r- well, What did you think of that? I, I always like things that are social commentaries. Like I don't, I, I'm willing to sit through a movie to, to kind of listen to their perspective. So it's kind of like, oh, there's a environmental disaster and shrinking people will help through things, but then it turns <laughs> out that 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 won't solve the problems anyways. But I, I think it ends very hopeful because he has the choice. Again, this movie's been out so long that it kind of hashtag spoiler alert. It doesn't matter. But he has the choice to go into this like deep cave and try to survive. Well, he won't survive for 8,000 years, but join a colony that will bury themselves in a mountain so that humanity will eventually emerge 8,000 years from then after the Earth's atmosphere has uh, has, has regenerated. Um, but he chooses not to enter that cave, to, to go out back into the world, and the movie ends with him bringing a plate of food uh, to someone who is in kind of squalid conditions. And I'd like to think that's a sign of hope. But this person says, you know what? I, I can't be thinking about some idyllic future where I'm hiding away from the world's problems and I will hopefully emerge 8,000, not I, but my descendants will emerge 8,000 years from now. He says, I can deal with the problem right in front of me. So I, I like it from that sense. I think it gives us all permission to say, let's not get caught up on these ideologies that uh, there's a saying that someone being so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good. Have you heard that before? Yeah. Maybe it's just in the church circles I grew up in. So I, I like that the message that came across was, you got people who need help right now. Let's focus on let's focus on them. But that's my take on downsizing with Matt Damon, a movie that came out a while ago. <laughs> and a Kristen Wiig. I kind of forgot she was in it. Yeah, I. So that's what I'm reading and watching. I didn't finish that movie. I couldn't. It was rough for me. I, I like <laughs> social commentaries. 
just as much as the next guy. But, man, it was really rough <laughs> to sit through that thing. I, I can't remember what got me, and I was like, okay, I'm over this. Or if I was just bored through it, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it just wasn't my wasn't my bag. But, like I mentioned recently... It's, 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 a, it's got Christopher Waltz in it. I mean, how can you not Christoph Waltz? How can you not like Christoph Waltz? He's like... See, I don't even remember him being in it. <laughs> uh, you need to go. You need to go I'm good. This <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Sandman's great. I watched mm. Sandman a couple of weeks ago, last week, um, and that was something really. I, I think it was special uh, because, like, the book's great, and I think it walked a really fine line between adapting and staying true to the original content while also being its own thing um, and not feeling too constrained by what came before it. I think it just did an incredible job and just seeing it in a visual medium was insane because that story is so imaginative Neil Gaiman's writing is always, it always blows me away what he comes what comes up with. Like, you would think this dude is some crazy drug addict, the stuff that he comes up with. <laughs> but it's just so good. Um, and also, like, they have a whole episode, and this is in the book as well, but a whole episode where they just ponder the meaning of death and its role that it plays in everyone's life. And how they do that and what happens in the episode is incredible. Like, definitely, it made me cry. I don't know if it made anyone else cry, but it's just it's just beautiful. Um, so, watch The Sandman, Stranger Things earlier this summer. Love that. I think everyone just about has watched that. Um, I'm trying to think, what else have I seen lately? Andrew, you got anything? Yeah, I'll mention a couple of things. I'll second Sandman. So good. Um, the tone and feel of it uh, was just amazing. Ryan, I think it's a guarantee that you will really enjoy it as well. Um, couple of th- How would you compare it to the Patriot, Sandman versus Patriot? I don't understand the question. No, the show Patriot. Oh, you know, we connected oh. the show Patriot. for some reason oh. I was thinking of the Mel Gibson Me movie. Me too. I was like, what? <laughs> that came out well, when I was in like middle school. <laughs> I did say the, so I apologize for putting the in front of uh, I mean, it's very, very different It's comparison. hard to compare the sh- Amazon Prime show Patriot to Sandman because they're just so completely different. Um, but they're, I mean, they're both really good, I think. Um, so I won't even try to compare the two of them um but what i've been watching uh this week a couple of things on netflix um a show uh, season three just came out of lock and key uh it's kind of it's based off of a comic book <clears throat> but about this family that um, lives in this kind of magical house and there are different keys that they use to do different things like they can go into someone's mind and look at their memories um, and they of course have to 
it's kind of fantasy so they have to fight um magical villains and stuff um so lock and key is really good um and i just discovered this week on netflix and maybe it just came out um but it's called untold uh it's a series of docu of sports documentaries um if you've watched any of the 30 for 30s on the mantateo one yes we just finished that today i watched that this weekend yeah it like and i know the story um from reading about it when it happened but there's just so much that they talk about on here and hearing from the people it's uh it's fascinating and riveting and heartbreaking uh for basically all of the people involved uh all at the same time um and i also watched the documentary about uh in 2004 i believe it was uh when the indiana pacers were playing the Detroit Pistons at Detroit and uh, the Indiana Pacers players ended up going into the stands and fighting fans. And uh, it was, again, I remember when it happened, it was crazy. And hearing the, the full story is just fascinating. So for any sports fans out there or just fans of documentaries, there's some good stuff Netflix has out. It was Metal World Peace. Would you, it's our namesake. Metal World Peace, formerly go? known as Ron Artest. Would you go to more ba- basketball games if you knew that there was going to like players every game would go into the stands? I would never people? go to a basketball game if I thought that you there get, was going to be a player be, coming out to fight uh, people. First of all, because I don't, be I don't enjoy watching people fight, like boxing, wrestling, that stuff. Like I don't watch it. I don't enjoy it. Um, but also just for my own safety, I could not hold up hold my own against any sort of athlete or probably even a regular person <laughs> so yeah can you uh, imagine no, no you, can sit desi- <laughs> you can sit in designated seating like you did warnings like warning you're sitting in a players will come and oh fight my you gosh. section that sounds <laughs> like for that sounds like something from like if mad max had a basketball <laughs> association a basketball league that's what it would be it's like it's like xfl meets nba but with a White club element. <laughs> People, yeah, if it's Fight Club, you'd be like, "How was the NBA game?" You'd be like, "I can't talk about it." Just watch it on TV. Yeah, exactly. Just watch it on TV. All right, well, that kind of wraps it up for this episode. And uh, tune in. The premiere is in a couple of weeks. We're going to do one more episode before the premiere, just to see what the latest is with uh, trailers and teasers coming out. What to expect. Uh, but beyond that, thanks for tuning in, and we will you'll hear from us next time. And Andrew and Jesse will have his work cut out from on the cutting room floor, working through all of this stuff. Raw and unedited. Anything you want to add? Raw and unedited. <laughs> raw and unedited. Oh, okay. raw, raw and wriggling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>